0: true you are now listening to the facts
1: straight up. what's going on everybody welcome back to straight facts sports show that educates and entertains i'm jewel Schmitz, accompanied by james jackson jake galley and crunching numbers in the back we got stat matt this past week in sports Karis LeVert and the Brooklyn Nets agree to a three-year, $52 million contract. The U.S. men's national basketball team loses its first game since 2006. Ah. The Orioles become the first team in the MLB this season eliminated from the playoff contention. And 15-year-old tennis prodigy Coco Goff wins her first match at the U.S. Open. Here's a fact straight at you. Since 2012, the Colts have won 61.6% of their games when Andrew Luck started compared to only winning 36% of their games when another QB starts. How will the Colts respond to Andrew Luck's retirement?
0: Well, and James, before we get into that, how did you respond when you first heard that
2: he was retiring? First, it was at first like a... Like you know, you know sometimes when you get you see something, you read something on your phone, and you're not sure if you read it right, or like I, I can't be reading this right, I, this has got to be wrong. So you kind of like shake your head, maybe lock your phone, unlock your phone again just to read it again. Like I almost didn't believe it, like what was going on. Like I thought, like I get it on my home screen, I see Bleacher Report tweeted, and I'm almost like, oh Bleacher Report is making like a little funny video trying to go viral, like a little picture, N- and then I open it, and I'm like, oh no, this man actually no, this is just, like for real, for just real. dropped out of the I, NFL. I, real I was quick. pretty
0: much the same way. I didn't, I straight up didn't believe it. I thought like, okay, this is like one of those reports like, oh, it may be happening and then it'll come out right. later. And then I was like, oh my God, this is Adam
2: Schechter tweeting think this stuff. He's
1: gonna feel September eighth when he's watching it on his TV when the Colts come out to play See, the Chargers? See that's a good point
2: because it's it's all it's different now. I'm sure this is he already said it's the hardest decision he's ever had to make in his life. And I one hundred percent like, uh, you know, I, I 100% can, can think, you know, think he's telling the truth and and believe him. But I think it's a whole different animal to say it. And then you're right. September 8th, actually see your team go out and play. And you're not a part of them anymore. Not only are you not playing, but you're not there. And like it's like a home. week
0: and a half away, like just barely under two weeks. I mean, this is something that we've seen in the past where Calvin Johnson and Gronk, more recently have retired, somewhat shockingly at their peak, uh, but that was after the season. This is before the season, which... Right Right before the season. Right before the season, which makes it very, very difficult for the Colts to adjust. However, if there was a coach to do it, Frank Reich has a history... Trust me, I can tell you he has a history they of adjusting his quarterback on the fly, on the fly, of adjusting his offense around his quarterback. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, the last time that he played was when Wentz, or when Wentz. Look, there I go with um, you, d- down the you. Eagles road with the Frank Reich. God. But the last time that Luck uh, missed the entire season, they had Jacoby Brissett in two weeks before the regular season, and were like, "All right, kid, uh, show us what you got." and this was his second year in the league it didn't end up going too well i think this time around jacoby Brissett has a chance to make himself some money uh because really all he has to do is be like a Dak prescott level quarterback that's it that's it you don't have to be andrew luck they have a good team you may not win the division because you're in a pretty good division which we'll get into but to me, Jacoby Brissett, he doesn't need to be luck level for them to still win and be successful. No,
2: and he has the the luxury of what you just said of having an offense that not only is good, but is already used to him. Andrew Luck has missed time before. Jacoby Brissett isn't coming in as a backup quarterback who has to learn his offense learn his teammates. Now he's had plenty of time to get to know them, to get to know what they like, get some, get some chemistry. And I bet Frank Reich already has uh, playbook design for Jacoby Percet like right. you can't be exactly like, you know uh, you know really oblivious to the fact that Andrew Luck has had numerous injuries over his career and that you have a quarterback who you went out and got because of this situation not
1: to mention like the coach and the players know what's at stake like they're not naive to the situation of practice in the locker room that, that all filters out to the actual game like that he needs to set the tone but like again nobody's naive to the situation and Jacoby Percet like honestly I think people need to give him more credit because it's not like he's coming in like you said. Like he's been here before. When they pulled him from uh, the Patriots, he was forced to play 15 games straight. Mm-hmm. Given he finished, I think I believe it's four out of 11 the games it, total, but th- th- obviously wasn't his best. But he's been put in these situations before, yeah. so he well, knows I don't how think to he's
0: react. He's been given a fair go, to be honest. And, and this will be the because even back then, it's like you still kind of have the really shitty Colts offensive line that got Luck hurt in the first place. Uh, they have a really good offensive line. Now, that's not an issue. And the reason that I say he has to be DAC level when you're kind of going in and out and looking at this Colts team is because I think they compare very closely to the Dallas Cowboys, like literally in how they're constructed. You have a big wide receiver, number one in T.Y. Hilton and Amari Cooper. You have a quarterback now that if he can just be, all he has to be is a game manager plus. You know, he I mean, can't be too, too bad. Can't really be the reason you lose games, but... You also don't have to be the reason that you win games. And then the, the defensive side, they have a lot of upside there as well. So,
2: And what they also have going for them is two very formidable tight ends. They, they're even better at the tight end position than the Cowboys right. are. And when you have a backup quarterback, but like maybe Jacoby Brissett is a little different because he already has somewhat of a chemistry and relationship with T.Y. Hilton, knows how to throw him the ball, has packages for him. But most of the time, when you bring in a backup quarterback that that – kind of eliminates the home run hitting power of your offense not many backup quarterbacks are slinging the ball down 50 yards They're down more the conservative, field. Yeah, more conservative. T.Y. Hilton. yeah so then who do you go to then you go to your big safety nets at tight end which you have jack doyle and eric ebron who had a very good season last and year
0: what i will say from watching Brissett is that he's actually a guy who's not afraid to throw it downfield which is great with mm. ty hilton he's a guy who you definitely and and also you look at paris campbell kind of the same type guy you're gonna need to be able to throw these 50-50 balls up to them and hope that they're a great receiver. They're either going to outrun the coverage they're or, or win that though. battle. I
2: don't know if they jump. I don't know right. if they I, you know, it's right. just, it's just short
0: ball. And that's why And you podcast listeners won't be able to see it. I put air quotes around 50-50 balls. I mean, you throw a deep ball, and maybe sometimes the guy gets a hand on it to flex it. Not a jump ball necessarily, just a deep ball that, that there's not clear separation. Because anyone can hit a wide-open guy downfield. Josh Allen can do that. Um, but w- w- where it takes... And, and where you will thrive in a Frank Reich offense is throwing the ball deep and sometimes taking those chances. Nick Foles is like king of that of just kind of throwing it up and letting your receiver make plays. But I, I, I don't know it, it to me. What will determine how well the Colts do is how well Brissett plays. Um, and like I said, all he has to do is be Dak level for them to get into the playoffs. right.
2: So he's sitting on. Let's break down Jacoby Brissett's, um, you know, career numbers here. Um, He's sitting on a career completion percentage of 59%, so around 60%, has about 3,500 yards, uh, 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, with a QBR of 81. So not, not blowing you away by any stretch of the imagination, but for a career backup quarterback, a career guy who's had to step in in bad situations, there are, you could do a lot worse than Jacoby Brissett. I think really Lee's could. going to be
1: pleasantly surprised how the Indianapolis Colts come out this season. I think they're still going to be very competitive. I think they're going to be very explosive as agree. well.
2: And they're going to get the benefit of a lot of teams overlooking them because, oh, they don't have Andrew Luck. Forgetting that there's 10 well, other people on the offensive side and a whole other defense they have to contend to who gets one of their best playmakers back in Malik Hooker um, on the defensive end, and then Darius Leonard last year who emerged as the, one of the best linebackers in the league. Um, so you still have a very good team that was constructed basically around Andrew Luck. It sucks that you pluck him out of that equation, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the, the dynamic playmakers that you put around him aren't there anymore.
0: Right, and, and it's actually good because um, when you look at Marlon Mack in the running game, which was a big part of... In the playoffs Marlon Mack was churning people up Um, he does not perform well when it's a close game and that's in large part because they're not giving him as many touches that's okay though because in an offense like this if you have a Naeem Hines who
1: I love Naeem Hines Hines. there's a stat
0: I saw that compared him he's one of like eight rookies to have uh, the stats that he had the other ones included Kamara McCaffrey Barkley Obviously, a little bit of a cookie cutter stat, uh, to to or cherry pick stat to make them look good. We
2: make a living out of those, though. That's what we do. You bring them on here, and that's what we do. So, so stat, Matt, turn turn that out Turn that one up real quick. In Let terms of the
0: expectations uh, of the Indianapolis Colts, in terms of Vegas, their win total, their projected win total, fell by three games from nine and a half to six and a half.
2: They only had a nine and a half win total with luck.
0: Right. I mean, I think they were more of like kind of like a dark horse thing because I heard a ton of buzz from people who report on the NFL that were saying the Colts are going to be in the Super Bowl this
2: year. They were a Super Bowl I pick. I think that's far-fetched to say with Luck. I don't think that's with out Luck, of the question exactly. at all. I don't know. Even, it, even with present, you don't think that's out of the question? No,
1: uh, look, this is my thoughts on him. I think there was always a level of uncertainty when Luck was in, when's he going to get hurt again, what's going to happen next type thing. And now that he's gone, they don't really need to worry it's as Col- Colts fans sitting there like, okay, now we know shoulders. where our QB is, yeah. and here we go a
2: monkey off your shoulders right like, that is a little worrisome off your shoulders here what i'm uh what i'm uh really interested interested to see is with andrew luck ty hilton is a pro bowl definitely number one level type receiver with Jacoby Brissett, excuse me, with Jacoby Brissett, what kind of what level of wide receiver is T. Y. Hilton? Does he fall? Does he stay in that Pro Bowl category? Like what do you think happens with T. Y.
0: Um, I think actually if you look at his statistics from that year that Brissett uh was the quarterback for them, he actually had decent statistics. Again, I think it's not really what can Jacoby do. With Ty, it is how much is Jacoby going to be trusted to put that ball up and to try and to try and pinpoint a ball maybe 40 yards downfield on a deep crossing route where the safety is coming down and you don't want to get your guy killed. So maybe you look off after seeing that where right. Luck might have thrown the ball. So. It, it, it's going to be hard to project. Again, this is on the fly. Like a Jacoby Brissett, kind of right. gets thrown
2: under the bus, bus a little bit. I mean, in, in 2016, you wouldn't have thought T.Y. Hilton was anything different. I mean, his touchdowns weren't immaculate; had six touchdowns, but he still popped off for four, for 1,400 or I'm sorry, for one over a thousand yards um, in that season with a catch rate catch percentage of 58.7. So still at 60 percent. Catch percentage. It's about who he is. That's about that's right. right. That's what he is. For for a person who, who's running deep routes, who's probably not gonna get a whole a whole bunch of targets with a backup quarterback in, like that's the last time you had to play a full season with Jacoby Brissett and still got a thousand yards out of it.
0: Right. Um and and like I said, like it really comes down to Like let's say it's the same question as would T. Y. Hilton do as good if they go from luck to Dak Prescott. I keep bringing up Dak because I really think that they do compare um in what they're going to be asked to do inside of their offense. You're
2: asked to do, and what you do, what you do right, do. Right, right. <laughs> right, What you do do is it's different. <laughs> it's a totally different
0: thing. We're going to find out if he can even be. You know, we like to knock Dak Prescott, but he's still, if oh, you look at the tiers of quarterbacks, he's You better.
2: like to knock Dak Prescott. No, you like to knock no, him, I too. No, Come on, no, you're I making don't. fun of him no, with his contract situation. Okay, well, yeah. It's I mean, funny. Oh, yeah. Listen.
1: Because
2: he's asking for a ridiculous contract, but I don't knock Dak Prescott like you knock Dak Prescott. Correct.
1: Guys, we know Luck has been known for maneuvering around the field in clutch situations, correct? You kind of mentioned, I think this was a slip-up, just the birds earlier. I heard comparisons this past week, this Uh, current situation to to... Wentz Wentz and Foles' situation. Now, the (laughs) Eagles had to reconstruct their entire offense. Is that something you can kind of relate to the situation? Because to me, I don't think they necessarily do. I think they have the fundamentals. I think they have the basics. I don't think there's a lot of maneuvering that needs to be done what do you
2: think no i don't think a lot of maneuvering needs to be done fine tuning needs to fine tuning maybe adjusting not adjusting the personnel but adjusting the game plan i think has to happen a little bit of of who who like what your primary packages are um like your your offensive strategy how you want to move down the field that's got to change personnel wise I I don't think a thing changes. I mean, they don't really have the liberty to. You run the the same
0: scheme, but maybe the, the calls that you make on like a third and mid, like third and five, they might be different with Brissette than they were with Andrew Luck. Yeah. That, that that's what i think it comes down to is just the fine tuning of the playbook
2: you know what i know keeps you up at night i can literally see it. you're re- about to say I what i thought jewel was going to literally say. see what? you it would you across say? your forehead is you're worried that the next person that does this is carson Wentz. that's correct i
0: i would say i mean it's not even even before luck it's something that's on the on, on your mind is that is the next guy who's going to retire early going to be carson wentz because when you look back all throughout college he had big injuries into the pros he has his not career, been able to avoid his injuries. career is
2: synonymous with, with a good offensive Andrew, line yeah, yeah. Andrew Luck didn't have a good offensive line but and he even got but even his career turnout is his career path you know if you consider injuries it's pretty synonymous with that of Andrew want to
0: know what the difference is what's the difference James you tell me
2: what is the difference? Carson's got stupid.
0: Carson's got some jewelry on his finger that Andrew that Luck does play, not have. That he didn't that he didn't play for. Oh, he didn't play for, so if so Carson once uh does not play that season, the Eagles still get the
2: number 1 seed? No. Okay. What I'm saying is there's no there's no guarantee Matt things Yes. There's no <laughs> there's no guarantee that Carson Wentz does what Nick Foles does. In the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, There's that's, no that's fair.
0: That's fair, but
2: I don't think point. Carson Wentz puts up. I don't think. I don't know if Nick Foles would do this again. I don't know if Carson Wentz outdoors Tom Brady. Here's in the what Super I'm going Bowl. to say:
0: If the guy who is the long snapper gets a ring, and you're not going to say, "Oh, he didn't do anything to deserve," blah blah Was blah. Was he blah, on the blah. field? Did he get on the field? Whatever. The backup, Did he go on The, the, the third string defensive tackle gets a ring. Okay. Who well,
1: doesn't make right the field? All right, guys, so we're gonna bring it, it back because we can still, go on still, tangents. You're right. wrap us up. Wrap us up. So when Luck spoke, or I apologize, when Brissett spoke to the media. Two days ago when he was asked by them what he needed to do to win, his reply was, be myself. Um. To me, like I said at the beginning of this, I think the Colts are very much still contenders for the playoffs. What do you guys think the AFC South looks like right now?
2: Well, it's funny because before this, I think the Colts were running away, the, the best team in AFC South. like They were the front runners to win that. Maybe not running away, but they were – Um, the front runners to win that division without that without Andrew Luck, like it's funny that we sit here and say, like, oh, their team doesn't change drastically, but without Andrew Luck, they probably go from first to worst. Like that now, but it's now I'm putting them in like Tennessee Titans category.
0: Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) The Titans almost made the the playoffs. No, the Titans are not gonna win the division, Matt. Matt, That is lunacy. The Texans are going to trade Jadavian Clowney to the Eagles for a left tackle and running back.
2: The Titans are I thought we were not going to do that. I thought we were not going to just magically. It just came out. I don't (laughs) magically going back to the Eagles. The Titans are not going to win the division. If the Titans win the division, I will like. I will have like a brain injury.
0: Let's look at the Titans for a second because I do think that it's a little poignant. Um, they were one game from the playoffs, and if Mariota plays in Week 17, they may make the playoffs. I don't find their team overwhelming in any aspect. No. I don't think they have really a great quarterback, great receiver group. I mean, they probably have an above-average running back group and an above-average offensive running line, but, group, yeah. but still not, not like really blowing you out of the water defensively kind of in the same boat where they have good guys. I like Bayard. He's a great safety, but like really no one who jumps off the page that much Um I think, again, like we talked so much about the quarterback position, it's going to come down to Mariota. Yeah. Can Mariota be better than he was before? If yes, they're going to have a chance to win the division.
2: Well, the reason I say the Texans is because if you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC South now, who's 100% the best quarterback in the AFC South, Yeah. that you could say far and away is Deshaun Watson. If he can stay healthy, though. If he can stay healthy. There's really a question mark with every quarterback in the AFC South now, isn't there?
0: I mean, with the way that the league is trending, it's every quarterback, period, has something tagging along yeah, to their has, name. Has something on them. But um, I, I don't know. If I had to pick, I'd probably go with the Texans. It's funny that we all sit here and overlook the Jaguars, who you want to talk about having an outstanding something. Their defense is off the charts, and they finally yeah. get their quarterback in Nick Foles to kind of hopefully right the ship. Right. I and just Nick don't Foles, know if he'll be able but to. But here's
2: the thing is they're, I think they still lean on their defense to to carry them and be the best you know, the best part oh, that, of their team. they hang their hat on their but, but defense. But they finally yeah. have a quarterback who won't lose them games. That That's the key. Like, that's the key <laughs> is Nick Foles won't lose you a game. And they're asking pretty much this. You want to talk about what Brissett and Dak Prescott are being asked to do? Nick Foles is being asked to do, like, I- exactly that. Bro, like, you don't have to win us the game. Just please don't be Blake Bortles and lose us a bunch of games. That's what you don't have to do. Don't turn the ball over three times. Don't make stupid, bow-handed plays. Nick Foles will do that. Nick and- Foles is... is great at doing this that. this is
0: their season two while they did give Foles a bunch of money for multiple years uh, this is going to be kind of the end all will be on my opinion because I just don't see a scenario where they're bringing back Yannick Ngakwe that you're bringing back Jalen Ramsey you're bringing back all these guys Calais Campbell's getting older um you're bringing back all these guys. I just don't see it happening, especially on the defensive end when you're going to have to – really, their offense is their weakness, so you would think that they're going to probably try and spend more money there. Right. I, I mean, don't know.
2: I think we talked about Chris Godwin a couple episodes being maybe a sleeper to come out. I think D.D. Westbrook has a, D.D. Westbrook, has, yep. has a very good third year. Um, he's he's 100% the number one target down there in Jacksonville, already um, establishing, from what I've read, a great relationship with Nick Foles. Now he finally has a quarterback who's not bad so who can get him the ball early and often. And I think D.B. Westbrook booms, but to your point, the the problem or the problem in ensuing years isn't gonna be who they're keeping on offense, it's who they're keeping on defense. Because the offense is relatively young.
0: Right, so you, you have, have so we both agree then, the Texans. Jewel, you said that you still like the Colts, James and I are saying the Texans, is that correct? I'm saying the Texans.
1: I think it's fair to say. the Texans have a lot of moving
0: parts
2: on them. They do. I think the Texans and Jaguars would be close second, if not
1: right up there with the Colts.
2: The Jaguars are like second by default. But that's the thing. They they, they
0: lost the honey badger. I mean, I, I just don't. The Texans could end up being like a top three seed, top two seed. I see them. They have that potential. But also, if they top don't top two
2: seed in the AFC and the oh, whole yeah, conference, yeah.
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they could have a very good team. But like, let, let me let me put the qualifier in that.
2: No, the AFC has, or AFC South has just become that division again, where like eight and eight wins you the division.
0: No, because I well maybe, but they're cannibalizing on each other. They're eight and eight because you go one right. and one versus everyone in your division. Right. Um, <laughs> But I, I think that the Texans are good enough to kind of transcend that, and what they really need to do is fill in the gaps with the offensive line. I mentioned Jadavian Jadavion Clowney and kind of joked about the Eagles. They're one team that he could go to. The Dolphins have assets that they could give up. I heard the name Laramie Tunsil being thrown around who Tunsil, you, you, my you, goodness. No, you make the joke. He's been very solid down there. My he would have been a top five pick. If not, I'm not even making fun of him. It's
2: just like a name that I haven't it's heard. A, it's a blast from the past yeah, because he got
0: buried on draft night for wearing a weed bong mask. Like oh, Jeremy. Uh, that's but, but right. So if they could get him out of it, you really shore up your offensive line. Remember the Eagles. It's funny that they're mentioned moved up in front of the Texans. We're going to probably take Andre Dillard. Eagles moved up, snatched Andre Dillard. Um, and now there's still they could possibly benefit if they do trade for Clowney. But when you look at the run defense, which is where Jadavian Clowney really excels, they, the Texans were first in rushing defense in terms of DVOA. Um, you can afford, I think to maybe let go of Jadavion Clowney, especially if he's not going to be showing up. Right. He doesn't want to show up.
2: I mean, it's going to be the ultimate test for Deshaun Watson now that his running back goes down, and they have basically you or me now in the backfield trying to run the football. Um, so it's literally, it's all on Deshaun Watson and his receiving core um, you know, to go get it done. But luckily, he has probably the best receiver in the NFL. Right, so
0: wait, just really quick before we move on then. Let's say that I am, I'll be Howie Roseman. You can be... Actually, the non-existent Texans GM. They currently don't have a GM.
2: So I'm Bill O'Brien then. Great. You're
0: Bill O'Brien. Uh, I hate Bill. O'Brien, more hair, Brian more O'Brien. hair, and you're more lights. Just for your confidence. There you I, go. And I
2: don't have a butt chin.
0: Okay, you don't have a butt chin either. Um, like butt let's chin. say that. You, oh, so you're trying to fill holes. I offer up. Pause. Big V, um, which I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his entire name. No, Vitai. Go, go ahead, do it. Halapulavadi, Vitai, something like that's that. Pretty that's pretty close. close. Yeah, that's pretty close. That's good. That was good. Yeah. So he he played minutes, he played big, a big part in the Eagles Super Bowl run. Solid left tackle, not great. And then I also throw in Jordan Howard to fill up that running gap, uh, running back gap. Jordan Howard makes me bite on it more than... Would you bite on just those two or do you probably come back for... Because remember, Jadavian Clowney is like in almost like a Le'Veon Bell territory right uh. now. So would
2: you take that? Yes, because yes, because of where Jaden Clowney's positioned to to hold out and not and not play, not because of his actual talent and his value. Like if if Jaden Clowney was still willing to play for me and I knew he was going to stay and I had a little bit of leverage, I might ask you to throw in a pick or come back with at least like a second round pick. Um, but the fact that the Eagles know and everybody else knows that Jaden Clowney really wants out. I'm probably biting at that because I get a legitimate number one running back in Jordan Howard, and then I get someone who has deep experience at that left tackle his position. Experience, right? Tie. Which is they hard have to have a great season last year, right? Not the bad, but he he is
0: like I, I say this and I mean it as a compliment. He's like average. Like yeah. he's maybe can be at his best a little above average. But Howie Roseman, you heard it here. Uh, we brokered the deal. Just go to the Texans. It's already since yeah, If up, it was, straight facts approved, if the world was this
2: easy, it would have been done already. Would have been done already.
1: All right, guys, we're going to shift it over to the NBA. In 2017, Kobe Bryant challenged multiple athletes and celebrities to achieve greater than they had before. Giannis was the only person to achieve his winning MVP. Now Kobe has challenged Kyrie Irving to win MVP, and Giannis... You, say
2: James. it say it.
1: I'm making to say it. Ante Kalolai <laughs> <her> <laughs> to bring home a championship. <laughs> to, I can't say, say his freaking last name.
2: He said halabalona vitae So you gotta Who try. Who did you say? Halapulavadi, I believe. Halapulavadi. You, you, you gotta try to There you go. Whoa, there you go.
1: How do you say it?
2: Ante DeCumpo. You said it. Yeah.
0: You said it. So I I don't know what you make of this, James, but I think that one of these is realistic. And one ask him. Giannis had to ask him in twenty seventeen for his challenge because Kobe released a batch of them to like uh Kendrick Lamar, Richard Sherman, Isaiah Thomas, mm-hmm. and Giannis was like, Where's mine? He was MVP, until totally I respond. And um Giannis ended up doing it. And I think Giannis has, seriously. has a good chance of completing, completing this challenge too. I don't know if this season took Do Giannis- you think
2: it's a better chance that the Bucks won a title than Kyrie Irving wins M V P? They're pretty much, I think, at the same percentage of likeliness.
0: (laughs) They're very close. But I think the answer is yes. Just because they were so close, like, if not for the freakish Kawhi run that engulfed the East last year, I think that they're probably the team coming out. Um, I mean, maybe, who knows, that's a very conjecture type thing. Maybe it would have been the Sixers. But either way, they have a proven track record of being able to go the entire regular season, having that same core together, and then you have your superstar, who Giannis kind of faded against Toronto, but if he can figure out why that happened and rectify it, like I think he will, mm-hmm. they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. You could argue the best team in the East, but really what makes me go that over Kyrie
2: is just we haven't seen that level out of Kyrie yet. No, we we haven't. Um, and every time that it's supposed to have happened and it didn't, there seems to be an excuse from Kyrie Irving as to why. When it didn't happen when he was with the Cavs, oh, well, I'm overshadowed by Bron. He goes to the Celtics, oh, off-the-court drama, you know, locker room turmoil's not my fault. Now he goes, and he doesn't have KD for a season, and you made the point off-camera that it's like a now or never for Kyrie because you get KD back next season, and now you have the same situation as you were complaining about with LeBron James, and for this season, you, it's your team. It's right. your team in a brand-new Eastern Conference. This is
0: the Kyrie Irving litmus test will be this season because not only is it your team, but... This is a perfect system for Kyrie Irving. When you look at how the Nets handle their guards, if you look at the top five Nets players last year in terms of minutes per game, they were all guards. Uh, Russell, Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Karis Levert, and Alan Crabb was the fifth most. Alan Crabb, 26 minutes per game. Yeah. Um, so They love their guards. Kyrie, and, and he slides perfectly into the role that D'Angelo Russell had. He's just D'Angelo Russell but better. Wait. So... I think if he becomes that Super Bowl dominant, I'm going to be taking 20-plus shots a game guy, there's a chance. That that at least opens up the likelihood that he could win it. You have to be putting up tons of volume to win MVP. But it's just going to d- depend on is he going to be g- good in the locker room? Is he going to fit well as a leader on the court? I don't know. We haven't seen that yet.
2: Right, and, like, he's not a player who, like, technically, he didn't gel well with his new, his new teammates um, in Boston, and it was no. win-now mode. Like both times when he went to a team where it was win now mode, he didn't gel right. He gelled right in Cleveland. Yeah. There's no expectation.
0: Well, like, was, you want to pick up a, a champi- team. I mean, they had they had championship aspirations, and they when they he got, was the when it, his well, first no, no, two no, no, years. Right, that's right, what I'm right,
2: saying. No, no, when he right. got to Cleveland, he
0: was um, not there. Right, as his, but he was still young then, and then like like I'm not a Kyrie Irving supporter, but I think you can maneuver and make make excuses for him i think if you look at boston he's a very ball dominant i want to have the ball get into my rhythm score take
2: over a game and a system coach like in a in a
0: system that is predicated on teamwork and defense two things that kyrie irving's nah doesn't excel at it's not what he's best Mm -hmm. at he finally gets a chance only this year because next year he's going to be right back in that cleveland situation when he has KD. this year will be the year for him to really put up big numbers.
2: Right. And his numbers in the past, um, he has a career points per game of 25 and a career assists of 6.9. Of the 10 guards that have already won NBA MVP, all of them have either had a, a higher career points per game or a higher career assists wow. per game by his same age of 26. So he's
0: behind the eight ball then. He's
2: behind the 10 ball. Right. <laughs> hey, what I did there. That's good. That, that's a good step I met. Um and and
0: what it shows me is well, it's also not again. It's not. It's the also fairest. by volume. It's by right. volume. Right. It's
2: again about volume, but because we're talking about three of those guards being Stephen Curry, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook.
0: Right. These guys are are, are shoot at a clip, going at record book paces. Right, so in in terms of Harden and Curry, these guys are and in the record books. All three of
2: those guards, when they won MVP, had literally seasons that no other guard in their position had done before. Russ averaged a triple double. James Harden had. Um, the, the greatest scoring stretch maybe we've seen in the regular season and Steph Curry broke the three point record twice
0: and that's the other part of it is that who is he competing against like not only are you competing against Giannis and stuff like that there's other guards who are going to put up better guard numbers than he is right. most likely this year I, to be honest you want to hear a dark horse for MVP who shouldn't be a dark horse is Steph Curry I hate to say it
2: but He's not a dark horse. He is. I'm pretty sure they came well, you know out know it's like the second best odds to win MVP or
0: something. I, we'll have to check that. But uh, the team as a whole is being considered a dark horse. And I could, they I'm they're going to... they not. Maybe, maybe they are, I'm stupid. Dude, I'm I saw stupid. where people are saying they're going to miss the playoffs.
2: Well, those people are idiots. Like, those people are just just morons.
0: Overall, I think we're going to see the Steph Curry... I, I, I might go out and bet on Steph could Curry. Could you argue
1: I, Paul George? You could argue, you Paul, argue George. Paul George. I just
0: think that it's, it's too early to see with that dynamic. Whereas with Steph this is an uncharted territory for him. He yeah. has been, in fact, when he had this type role before was when he was at his best. Once KD came to town is when he kind of took not a backseat, but didn't put pedal to the metal as hard.
2: Unconfrontational. They're they're just unconfrontational. Right. And he shared
0: yeah. the ball a little bit more. Now he's going to be, again, squarely on his shoulders with guys who will do the other stuff for him. Clay Thompson will be the off-ball guy uh, once he comes back. Draymond is your defensive anchor and your role man on the offensive side and obviously as yeah, a lockdown defender. On the defensive side, it's going to come down to Steph's ability to facilitate and Look, Steph's ability to score. We
2: already recanted how much D'Angelo Russell loves to shoot the three ball he did it with the nets so he comes in and takes close. i spot. forgot all the- yeah come on now he comes in and takes clay spot about him
0: but that's ridiculous he that com- he's just like he's
2: just a throw-in now he comes in and takes clay spot um for at least the all-star break at, at you know at, or at the earliest till the all-star break or right after it i don't see them missing a huge b he won't shoot it as well but he'll shoot it just as frequently and won't be shy to do it um and then when they get Clay back, maybe at the end of the regular season, they probably go into the playoffs. I see as a three or four seed. You get Clay back, and now you're upsetting people in the playoffs.
0: Right. Well, what would be really bad is, yeah, you. Well, not I, bad for the West, not bad for the Warriors. Is if they roll in as a six seed and then are finally healthy, like typical recent Spurs, where right. yeah, we're gonna rest our guys, we're not really gonna try for a high seed, and then we're gonna dominate you in your home. And court. then who do they probably, if they get the six seed, who do they probably see? The, the Rockets, which is hilarious. Which, I don't know. We'll see if this iteration can do it. Um, right. We kind of got
2: off on a tangent there. We were supposed right. to be talking about if Giannis is going to win a title. Right. Let's, let's I sir- feel like go your, ahead and circle back. I feel like your hometown behind is going to say no just because you desperately want the Sixers to pull it together this year and win the title. Look at you. I really, like, it really did your- dig dig at me that you just said it like
0: <laughs> As if the Sixers aren't the best team in the Eastern Conference. But
2: I think Ben that- Simmons in the playoffs is... Say it with me, Jake. Everybody he's, say it with me this time. No, I, like, I don't. Shaky he's a little baby.
0: shaky. He's, I, I'll, I'll say it for that because he definitely was. But when you look at Giannis in the playoffs, he, he was shaky baby as well. Don't take my don't I take took my, it. His points per game <laughs> fell from 27.7 to 22.2 2 in the Toronto series. And his true shooting fell from 64.4 to 51.8 no. in that same series. Um, he's a great player. He is... In all senses of the word, amazing, the things he does on the court. But his inability to shoot consistently hurt him in this series bad. And
2: the game slows down in the playoffs. We know that. It becomes much more analytical, much more half court. And if Giannis can't dominate the full court, especially, you have to look at who he was playing. Because when he played up against the Raptors, the Raptors were a team who, even though they played with one of the best paces in the NBA last year, were very okay with taking the air out of the ball when they needed to and had very good players who were able to do that. When they locked down on on the defensive end and made it much more of a half-court game, they were able to stifle Giannis a little bit. If he's not controlling the the full court like that is when you see this dip in production.
1: So I just pulled up a quote from our buddy Colin Coward. He's my buddy. He said, in my lifetime of watching the NBA since 1970, there have been five guys who have been physically different than the rest of the league.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Can I guess?
2: Can, can we guess the five? We're against the five.
0: Shaquille O'Neal.
2: That's one. LeBron James. Yes. Le-
0: Giannis. Uh, Giannis, I guess, if you're bringing it up, is right. probably on there.
1: He's number six. He's who are no- the- oh, oh, so
0: he's not on there. He's so not right. in the
1: top five. Michael Jordan has
0: to be on not there. Physically. Not, he's a not physically. He's He's not on there. Not Dude, physically. come on. Samson. Durant,
1: Magic and Will are the Durant, last Durant, Magic three. and
0: Will Will, Will I probably should have got Durant like 73 like it's a weird one to throw Right, and so. especially for him saying that he Durant? saw but
1: Oh, cowards are w- weird. Just bird. he Dur- is a weird. <laughs> yeah.
2: Durant? Right. Yeah, he I don't Durant know about Durant. that one, You're but put I, Durant in the company of Shaq and LeBron I would put the like, MJ was a to physically, you physically too. You can shoot That's true. Like That's true.
0: Also who is probably Another honorable mention on that list should have been Dr. J for the things that he could do physically. Yeah, for athlete. But go, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut no, you No, I mean,
1: the point of that was he was saying the sixth one is going to be honest. Yeah. So, respectively so. I think it, yeah. Who was
2: physically, dip, yeah. I mean, Giannis is, he's taller than Kevin Durant, can move as quick as him, is laterally as good his as His
0: wingspan he, is unreal. If but he, like he that's ever,
2: what... he's already kind of developing a handle. If he ever develops any kind of working jump shot, it gets very, very scary. This man is 24 years old. And he didn't give a shit. He was choking. He hasn't those even things. hit his prime yet. Yeah, bro, he, he has not right. even hit his prime that, yet. That's,
1: that's, that's what's scary. That's
2: like Freddy vs. Jason scary. <laughs> yeah, it
1: is. It's real weird. Uh, but it, it,
0: it all depends on. That ability to shoot, I think I agree with that. Yeah,
2: you got to be able to, especially if the Bucks want to use him as a guard, like and not just let him be a point forward. They want him to actually be in the backcourt. You got to be able to control the perimeter. I say it all the time. Being a point guard is being more than just being able to dribble and shoot. You got to be able to control the perimeter of the floor, make people respect you out there. People just don't respect Giannis yet.
1: All right, guys, now it's time for our mailbag segment. Let's see who has questions for this week for Straight Facts. That's
0: it. All right, so our first one is an Andrew Luck take from a guy, Mikey Lopez, sent this one in. Our guy, Mikey, let's see what he has to say. All right, Mikey,
2: chop it up then.
0: Yo, what's going on? I got a take about Andrew Luck, and everybody wants to say, oh, well, it's his decision. Oh, you got to worry about his health. And all those things are true. And if Andrew Luck would have decided at the end of last season that he wanted to retire... I don't think anybody would have had a problem with it. The issue is that is doing this right before the season starts when the Colts do not have the opportunity to adjust. If he had any respect for his teammates, he would announce that this is his last season and finish it out. But he doesn't because he's selfish. And those are straight facts.
2: Ah, ah, yeah, straight. All right, right, go off, Mikey. Is he a Colts fan? Because that, no, that, that sounded sounds like a pers- coach. I think, that think that's like just personal. a loyal
1: NFL fan. Because yeah, right. I, I, I do see it from his point he of view. He was
2: 200%. hot. He was hot. To his point, a couple points that he made. Um, one, is he selfish for it? Yeah. Is he justifiably selfish for it? absolutely like is Andrew Luck thinking about anybody else but Andrew Luck in this situation no and I would argue that he is 100 percent in the right to be able to do that because think about this if Andrew Luck with all his injuries said no I'll play in pain for one more year I'll push through it even if it means I wake up aching every day and go to bed in pain I will push through it for you guys would anybody in the cult say no Andrew Think about yourself, (laughs) you're in too much pain. We don't want you to do that. Hell no! No! They're gonna put, wrap this man in ice packs, Hit him with cortisone shots in every part of his body and send him out there and see what he can do. They would 100% do that. So as Andrew Luck, you have to be the only person who is thinking about Andrew Luck. So think about Andrew Luck. Yeah, Absolutely. And he did.
1: Yeah. And, he
0: did right. and especially, it's like I equate it to when you're retiring, you're old, and you just never know. It's like
1: but he's not when, old.
0: A, when a poop, well, when you're injured, when a poop sneaks up on you, you don't know you got a poop. <laughs> Until it hits you, and then you know. So it might be ill-timed, but if you got to go, you got to go. That's a terrible
1: analogy, dude. (laughs) Come on, Mike. That's an absolutely awful analogy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look, the quote of the day, when you got to go, you got to go. It applies to football and also defecating. And here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing is... Mikey made the point if he had any respect for his teammates or his coaches. And there is a little part of me that thinks that, one, like you said, it was very unanticipated by Andrew Luck. Like, it seems if I had to pull something out of context and kind of infer and read between the lines, Jules making a face at No, me.
1: I'm making a face because I think it was anticipated. If you listen to certain verbiage the coach says in press conferences. Word. Fu- oh, T word. Did I say T-word? That's <laughs> T-word. No, seriously, following... Well, prior to him coming out and saying that he is now departing from the NFL, I think the coach knew for a little bit now. I think he pulled the coach aside and said, Hey, look, this is what I'm planning. You need to start adjusting. But he did it in secrecy. Look,
2: there were teams who were willing to give up first-round picks for Jacoby Percet. He said no. And... What, what, I mean, that's probably why. What, and, and what I, I don't know if he necessarily knew that Andrew Luck is going to retire, but I think he knew that we're going to need Jacoby Percet at some point. Look, I'm not an idiot. I think I, he does. I've seen Andrew Luck get injured time and time before. I don't want to give up our, our our backup quarterback who we've already invested in without a legitimate third, third option going in there.
0: And here is my counter take for Mikey. If Andrew Luck was a true team player, he actually would have told the Colts to trade him and then retire. Yeah. There you go. Get
2: something for me. Oh, but that would have been the slimiest move in the NFL. The absolute slimiest (laughs) move in the NFL. All right, our next one uh, comes from a familiar face here on Straight Facts, our man's Cam Cook uh, out of New Hampshire, and I'm sure he's got something something crazy to say, as he always does. Let's listen. What's going on, guys? It's Cam from New Hampshire again. Uh, I got a hypothetical plot for you. You're the head coach. It's the bottom of the ninth. There's two
0: outs, and your pitcher's up. You got two position players left on the bench, so you got to go to one of them. And you just need to keep the inning alive. You don't need to win the game. Two
2: hitters are Michael Jordan and Tim Tebow. Who are you putting in to
1: extend the game?
2: Mike Jordan, two terrible baseball players. Right, and Tim Tebow. uh... Two, Two people who did not make their living at baseball and somehow got a crack at it anyway. Michael Jordan and Tim Tebow. Who are you going with? Just to keep the game alive, which actually kind of changes my answer. You don't um, have to win it. Just just keep it alive. The fair answer
0: might be Michael Jordan, but I hate Michael Jordan. So I'm going to take do Tim Tebow.
2: Really? Oh, yeah. Why do you hate Why? Michael Jordan? Why? He's a dick. Based on. Kanye's a dick. In you love him. He's him. a humongous <laughs> dick. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he is. He is. is. He, he is a pretty
0: good He himself a dick. Yeah, he a reveled a dick. in it. He punched Steve Kerr in the face in practice. Michael Jordan is a noted dick. I'm pa- not Yelled at Barkley for giving money to a homeless guy. I mean, look, I I, I would say Tim Tebow also did not qualify. If this is back in his heyday michael jordan i'm assuming it's decrepit can't run an nba franchise michael jordan uh who is walking around right now and for that reason i go no, tim tebow no, no
2: no, no, i think it's when they're both playing baseball
0: i still go tim tebow so, um,
2: in 96 what was that 95 and 96 that michael jordan was playing baseball when 94. he was petrified
0: of hakeem and yeah, then 94
2: yeah. and right exactly when he ran from hakeem and them 94 95 and then recent recent tim tebow look tim tebow made the double the all-star game last year whether it was, I mean, he hit, like, sub-220 <laughs> or something like that, so he might have made it because of his name, <laughs> but he made the oh, he he was he so there to goofy. bring in fans. Double so A, goofy. I the, can't The, the double-A all-star game, but... I think Michael Jordan is much more like disciplined than Tim Tebow is. Like Tim Tebow looks like that guy who just wants to go up there and just swing at everything and hack. Yeah, but that wasn't the question. Know. The
1: question was who do you think would win? But
2: th- no, no, it's to keep it alive. Michael Jordan probably draws that draws that walk. If I go to Michael Jordan so, and said, "Don't swing. I just need you to draw a walk. I trust him more to do that than Tim Tebow. I think Tim a Tebow's good situation out there too, and hacking.
0: Right? You but know, I, you know, MJ's good in clutch situations, but uh, I don't like MJ, so I'm gonna go with Tim Tebow. Who you go with?
1: Listen, at the end of Space Jam, he hit a home run, so I'm gonna go with MJ. He did,
2: you know, <laughs> Jewel, that's the greatest thing you ever said. That he, that is very I didn't true. I think about it for a second. But as, I remember. As R. Kelly's going out to, I believe I can fly. Oh that. my I gosh.
1: Le- oh wait, we don't speak of him. Yeah, yeah, he's canceled.
2: He's canceled. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So we got. Two Michael Jordans and a Tim Tebow. I guess MJ wins, though. Or stat, Matt. You, are you going to tie it up? Who do you go with?
0: I'll be the analytical answer. It depends if it's the left or right hand. Oh, God. Ah. Here we go. Matt,
2: Matt. <laughs> to answer the damn question. <laughs> <laughs> to answer the goddamn question, Matt. Tim Tebow or Michael Jordan to keep it alive? Tebow would want to hit the home run. and need the walk. There that you go. Happen. Mike Jordan. All right. There it is. Three to one. MJ. And if you're the Warriors, you blow that. Anyway. Let's move on.
1: All right, guys, let's move it on to the countdown. Number five.
0: The number of rings Kobe Bryant has, although recently he said that he would have 12 if Shaq had his work ethic. To that, I say, no, Kobe, you would have, like, 20 if Shaq had your work ethic. If Shaq had your work ethic, he would be a demigod. He already is one of the best players of all time. Here's the
2: thing. Here's the thing. Even without Shaq's... Kobe, like, worth work ethic, he was still better than Kobe. <laughs> right. oh, so, like, so what you like, trying... Kobe know? And here's the thing the reason that Shaq left the Lakers isn't because of Shaq, it's because of Kobe. <laughs> like, what does this work ethic have to do with you winning rings? If he, like, him staying there, would it just continue to overshadow and, you? And Kobe they
0: chose being the best player on the team over winning more rings. Uh, don't, don't... Kobe did win two more rings after Shaq, though, right? So, <laughs> I, I, look. Here's the thing, they squash the beef yeah, like on ten on, years later. On social media. They squashed the beef, um... They There's, were
2: they were right in saying that the media very like the media wanted them to be feuding. So I wanted them to be feuding so bad that would have been very entertaining. I think in Shaq's clapback,
0: he was talking like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about Dwight," and like was making fun of
2: Dwight Howard as he usually does. Oh man, effortless shot at Dwight. Effortless yeah. shot. Number four. Number four. The number of QBs in NFL history with four plus first team All Pros. That's Peyton Manning with seven, Otto Graham with seven, Johnny Unitas with five, and Sammy Ball with four. Tom Brady has three. Do you think he will get that fourth and become the fifth player on this list? To um, get that first team All-Pro this year? No. Which means he's the best no, quarterback in the right. league. I don't think he saying. will.
0: I, I think it's Mahomes' time. I do. I don't think this is going to be the next. I don't see Mahomes going anywhere. Like, where? where is is he going to drop off the face of the earth where no, suddenly but Brady Tom, is? But,
2: but all of a sudden, Tom Brady does get... I mean, for what it's worth, he does get another weapon back, um, and he gets another one at Demaryius Thomas. we still yet to see how good the Demaryius Thomas can be. They're going to be too good of a team, in, in my offense. opinion,
0: to get those stats. Like, Kansas City, Mahomes partially had those stats because they were throwing all the time because their defense couldn't stop anyone.
2: Brady still throws like 50 times a game. I'm just saying, I think that two yard ends,
0: right? Two yard, they're two yard uh, ends, turnarounds. What they
2: were, (laughs) (laughs) still 50 yards. I say there's there's a good chance, but I think you're right. I think it's moving more towards a Mahomes or or Rogers or Breeze. Mm
1: -hmm. Number three,
2: the number of quarterbacks,
0: uh, and this is getting a little confusing here. So stick with me. Number of Super Bowls won for the Broncos by quarterbacks who were drafted by the Colts: Mm. John Elway, Peyton Manning. And Andrew Luck, obviously, only Manning and Elway played for the Broncos. And they won three combined with the Broncos, where there was only one, one for the Colts out of those three. That's Manning. And by the way, in real life and in football, it turns out, Colts grew up to be Broncos.
2: Mm, That's the luck of a horseshoe if I've ever heard of it Boom, before. Boom, right there. My goodness, what an unlucky franchise. Number two. The amount of time Serena Williams has ever lost to Maria Sharapova. This is a 20-year career. This is a 16-year rivalry. Uh -uh. And only twice has Serena Williams ever fallen to Maria Sharapova. We already know that Serena Williams is the GOAT. But a lot of people think Maria Sharapova is very high up on that list for female tennis players. And she has only bested Serena two times in their entire career. Right,
0: and you talk about, like, rivalries. And She's, this like, 26-2. This is one that they call a rival, But it's only because Serena's so dominant that you have just no one else to compare. Oh, yeah, her she to probably her, has so that kind of
2: stat against everybody. Eh, that's a rival. Yeah, Maria yeah, Sharapova's right. a rival. Yeah. Maria, Maria Sharapova might, like, I, I would wonder how many player, how many tennis players have beat Serena, like, more than t- more than twice, three times. Like, probably not many in head-to-head matchups. Right.
1: Bring down to number one.
2: Number one, the Astros
0: are the first team in MLB history to lose as a minus 550 favorite. This was versus Detroit earlier in the season. They also set the record for largest loss um, in terms of betting as minus 410 favorites. They decided they needed to uh Break that record again.
2: Yeah, I bet they didn't lose sleep over either of these games. No, but they're, they're maybe are like so the second best team in baseball. Someone right now. who the Tigers uh, don't mean nothing. Someone who bet on that game might lose some sleep. Oh, a lot of sleep. They also lost a lot of money. Yep. That really sucks. I uh we're almost out of time, but we can get some shots about the buzzer. julie do you have anything to say at the buzzer?
1: I do. So Mark Farzetta, my uh former uh co-worker of mine at WIP tweeted yesterday that Sean Rodriguez gets booed during intros, booed at his first PA, cheered when hit by a pitch. I love you, Philadelphia. What do you guys think about that topic?
2: I think Sean – and I'm wearing a Phillies jersey. For all those who are watching and for those who are listening, I am a Phillies fan. Yes, I think Sean Rodriguez was right when he said Phillies fans are entitled. I I 100% – maybe not 100% um, agree, but I agree with what he said. I don't know about
0: entitled. I do think they were in the wrong for – They booed the man after hitting a walk-off. Right. Like, that's ridiculous. And then on top of that, like, he even said further, like, you know, instead of booing and saying, hey, you're doing really bad, like... Why not try and be the catalyst of getting me out of that? Someone say, hey, come on, Sean, you can do it. And, can, and that is, of course, the folly of people who have never played in Philadelphia coming to Philadelphia and expect right. something different.
2: Kind of shame on you for thinking that, Sean. But there's also two things. One, that's the kind of player you boo is someone who's been on your team for a long time, someone who's a major part of your team, and someone who is... They can't go anywhere. That, yeah, they can't <laughs> go anywhere, and someone who's performing bad but not trying to perform well. Sean Rodriguez checks none of those boxes. He's not like... He's not... He, he's a rotational position what, player the, who came here from the Pirates and has had, like, 25 at-bats this season. Like like The advice I give thug.
0: Sean Rodriguez is just lay low, bro. Yeah. Like, you don't need to bring that upon yourself. You're only going to make it worse. You might but be Jake, right, but what... He hit
2: point- a walk-off and then got... And it's
0: terrible, and Andrew Luck is one of the hardest competitors ever, and he got booed heading off the field for the final time. Which is just as trash, which is just as trash. Exactly, so what I would tell you is, no matter what fan base it is, there are dumb fans who are going...
2: That's what this is about. This
0: is you trying to
2: defend Philly sports fans
0: again. Well, I'm just saying that it's in any situation, lay low, the fans, you, you responding is not going to change anything, and... Yeah, if you want to target Philly sports fans, and go no, ahead and no, look around a little he said bit.
2: Phillies fans. I know. Not I know, fi- not Philly fans. Um, I'm going to go next uh, for my At the Buzzer. My At the Buzzer is going to stay very on brand with the whole uh, Andrew Luck retirement uh, and everything. Andrew Luck uh, said in his press conference, whether you think he was selfish or not, uh, he said in his press conference that he has been in this cycle of injury, pain, rehab, injury, pain, rehab. And that has taken the joy of the, of football, the joy of the game away. Um, we've had, we've seen many other players in the NFL retire early. You alluded it to it earlier. Rob Gronkowski came out this past week too um, and said that you know he was in a very dark place. Even he said he had a ring on his finger and was a very dark place. That was really sad. Yeah, he's got two or three. He was really emotional. Yeah, was, I've, never seen Gronk, watch. I've never seen Gronk. Frown, let alone cry. So, to this, this was a lot for him, um, and we've seen many other players who it doesn't have to be a concussion for these injuries to really take a toll on you mentally. Um, and this is what I would say to the NFL: is when you see other leagues, when you see other players from other leagues come out about you know mental illness and needing help, it took two players in the NBA of one season to say it. And the very next season, the NBA institutes a rule that every team must not only have a mental health specialist, a mental health team, a team of specialists to help you. If you have not only players retiring, stars retiring early from your sport, saying that injuries are taking a toll on them both physically and mentally, they're losing the joy from the game, I think now the NFL is on the NFL's responsibility to go and do something to help the biggest stars in their game who are falling victim to things like this. I
1: think... Every sport should be like well, that. And I the, have that exactly. outlet if but, needed.
2: But especially a sport that is oh, based yeah, on not, not even based on contact, based on collision. It is based on grown ass men running into each other at full speed. Injuries are going to happen. We get it. And I understand that this is what you signed up for when you signed up to play football. You didn't sign up for the fact that in 30 years after you retire from the game that you love, you either have problems remembering stuff, getting up in the morning, doing basic everyday functions because you dedicated most of your adult life to playing a sport that's going to hurt you later in your elderly life. The NFL has a huge responsibility on their hands. And we've seen. And I I just hope they do the right thing. Look, Wait a minute. What, like, Did why, he just like, say NFL and do the right thing? I, yeah, look, I, what else can very I very
1: contradictory? What, yeah, that's
2: right, very contradictory. What what else can I say? They, they though will only I do hope.
0: of course. And you're you're right, nail on the head there. But the NFL only does the right thing when it's profitable for them to do that. So maybe if if there's more stars that start retiring and teams start losing money out of this type of stuff, do you, who maybe. do you need to see?
2: Barry Sanders, height of his right. career. Calvin right. Johnson, I height of his career. Gronk, height of his career. Like, what do you what do you need to see? These are stars. These are the best players in the league at the time retiring and. At the best position, so like, I well, what else do you need to see when you like? I, I just don't get it. Yep. If media action doesn't get taken, it, um, it's really bad. So, I'm gonna end
0: us on a high note here, which is
2: why I went second because I knew he was gonna. Uh, if
0: you guys would scroll down in your script to where my name is, there, why are we, um
2: the more people keep dropping? Is this what so this what will Matt be posted started. on Twitter for Matt those listening? Last week,
0: and um, we're gonna post it on the video, Booger McFarland is a clone of zion (laughs) williamson like in five years when he's gumboed up thick Please as a mug. Come on up. That is like I I'm staring at Booker McFarland. He looks like
1: it, his like suit stuffed. It is he looks <laughs> stuffed into his suit. It's hair like like a like snowman. When
0: Zion loses his hair and is beefed up cuz all the New Orleans food, he's going to look like
2: just like Booker McFarland. No, you can't tell no, me wrong. Booker looks like looks like a, like a balloon that's just at capacity of <laughs> octopus. Oh, <laughs> well why is his name Booker?
1: I hate that. I, don't I
2: think his <laughs> real name is like <laughs> what did we? Anthony it's, it's Anthony Anthony, or Anthony. Like don't quote me on that. Pretty it's one of them. But if His I had name been, is Booger. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got
0: to know about
2: my man. Super man Super Bowl did, man winner. Looked, <laughs> man, they won a, a Super Bowl. So, I'm look, I'm not. It's just the looks are funny. He does look like Booger McFarland. Check that
0: out on Twitter. Again, if you're listening, you can't see. Check it out on our Twitter. He looks just like Zion.
2: He looks just like him. And with that being said, that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. Big ups to Greg Barron, Kyle Sobieski, and Stat Matt Robinson behind the camera. For my lovely partner, Joel Schmitz. Lovely. Lovely. You like that? I threw something extra. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. To my main man's Jake Galley, I'm James Jackson, and these have been the facts. Straight up.